You've made a great decision with your life. You've decided to make it the afternoon wherever you are. I'm Ken. I'm Josh. And this is the afternoon. Doesn't matter when you listen, Ken. No. It's always the afternoon. Yeah, it is. Wow, a lot going on in the world, Josh. <laughs> Ken, it's been it's been a heck of a week. Should it we really get into has. some geopolitical conversations? <laughs> Before we do, we should talk briefly about uh, your your upcoming appearance on the Josh McCuga show. We should talk about because that. there's something actually I wanted to talk to you about. <laughs> okay, that that we should take out a little section. Oh, oh um, okay. But okay. other than that, I stand by everything I said. Yeah. I actually stand by everything. There's just one thing I was like, huh? Maybe we should have done that. It's. But- <laughs> You you, you yeah. didn't tell me after we shot. You didn't, I didn't think about right it until last night. Now everybody that's listening to me wondering, what did he say that he wants out of there? I'll probably say it at some point in the <laughs> afternoon. No, no, we had a lot of fun shooting yeah. the new revamped Josh McCuga show. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about the uh, the interaction with the crowd and such. Now it's great. Um, I like the uh, the little more free form nature of it. I feel mm-hmm. like it, maybe it's a little bit more of a sellable show now. What happened? I want <laughs> what? The, not, yeah. what happened? No, the, there's been this the show's always grown, and that's what yeah. we do. With show the sure. afternoons in two years from now, it's just going to be Josh and I reading poems. That's the show. We've, we've always been huge poetry guys. That's the funny. We part. always pitched Collider poetry. We did. And it didn't We're, get taken. You're a Lord Byron guy. I'm an Alfred Lord yeah. Tennyson kind of guy. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Ken. You started out as Between the Sheets. Yes. Which was more of a sexually charged and charged show. Yes. Which it wasn't always just about that. No. But you, that was kind of the vibe. Sure. And then you changed that to Josh McCuga's show again for branding reasons. Right? For, totally for branding reasons. I think uh, we... It was harder to book guests that I really wanted to get when they heard the name was Between the Sheets. I like, oh, when do we have to talk about sex? Because a lot of yeah. times I just reach out to guests that I don't know. Yeah, you just blind cold call, right? Bl- yeah, blind cold call. I'm, I'm, I'm a telemarketer of yeah. guesting on internet <laughs> talk shows. Uh, hello, are you eating dinner? You may want to sit down. You're about to be offered a guest spot on the Josh McCuga Show. Hello, my name is Josh McCuga. I'm here to talk to you about a great opportunity to promote your brand on my podcast called The Between the Sheets. <laughs> um and it was, you know, just, it was easier to put my name on something and, right. you know, sell that going forward. Make whatever. it yours. Yeah. Plus there was another podcast called Between the Sheets and the hosts, I don't know who they were, they were kind of dorks. And then yeah. there was a, sh- there's a store called Between the Sheets in oh. like Costa Mesa around Orange <laughs> County. It's just bedding and linen supplies. People were walking in there going, yeah. where's Josh? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Can I do a podcast live from your store? Oh, that's not really with our brand. That would have been a great crossover. Though. I know. I know. Between the Sheets live at Between the Sheets. Maybe we'll do a. Uh, Between the Sheets reunion tour live from Between the Sheets in the Costa Mesa Plaza. Uh, So then your show becomes Josh McCuga. But it's still Josh McCuga, but a little change in how you're shooting it. Correct. So I was your guinea pig. You were the guinea pig. I mean, I... I usually like to rebrand the show every once in a while just so I can get Ken to come back on the fresh, show. Fresh. A fresh start to the yeah, show. Yeah, that's right. But I was there between the sheets. I was there when it was two guests. Yes. I was there when it yeah. was a uh, Valentine's Day special. <laughs> I'm, you've been on... You're, you're, you are my mm-hmm. Argus Hamilton at I love this it. point. Just a, a nicer version, a, a more relevant version of... An, listen, I, I don't want to bash Argus Hamilton. He's a legend. Yeah. But a more relevant version of Argus Hamilton. For those not sure, he's a comedy store regular. Yes. He's an older gentleman now. He was on The Tonight Show like 40 times 40, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, back like in the day, uh, yeah. great with like little punny comic, yeah. one-liner types. If I remember totally. right, totally. I used to know a friend of his who was a like eighty-five he's, he's dad yeah. jokes. Yeah, dad jokes. He was an eighty-five-year-old volunteer at the police corner that was at the farmers market, Third and Fairfax, okay. where he used to work. So these retired guys in their seventies and eighties, and they're in some some cases some of the wives, but they would sit down there and they'd answer phone. Nothing important. Right. There was nothing for them to do. But I would go hang out there. Okay. And this one guy sounds amazing. Played baseball in college and got scouted by Buzzy Bavesi of the Brooklyn Dodgers. <laughs> all the and then it ended up moving up selling uh, pianos and stuff and sold some stuff to the Madonna Inn in my hometown of Royal Grande San Luis Obispo in ni- like nineteen fifty five. Yeah. It was opening up fast as he he'd always be like, "Oh, you do comedy." I have a really close friend at my church. His name's Argus, and he does comedy <laughs> down at the at the comedy store. And I'd be like, "Oh, I I definitely know Ar- Argus." So Ar- anyway, well, Argus is a legend because I thought he was made up. Until right. I got because Mark Ellis would make inside Argus Hamilton jokes. Yeah, and then I got to the comedy store and I witnessed Argus Hamilton first because he's on the weekend lineup every all weekend. the time. Yeah, he he is. Listen, if there's a man that loves stand up comedy more than Argus Hamilton, you show him to me because yeah. I, I doubt it. You know who loved stand up comedy more than Argus Hamilton? That guy, Crispy Chicken. <laughs> do you ever remember? Do you remember the late great Crispy Chicken? 
I heard he passed away. <laughs> okay. Again, when I was at the farmer's market, security director, sure. there was a homeless guy that used to come, and he used to be real drunk. He the classic smells really drunk. Sure. And not, not a huge scene, but he caused enough scene that he'd, he'd, he'd off-put people. Okay. You don't want to off-put yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he'd be really kind of aggressive at times. So I'd okay. have to go down there and either kick him out. We never did arrest him, but we kicked him out and everything. And every time I'd be like, hey, sir, how you doing, man? My name's Ken. What's your name? Crispy Chicken. <laughs> Oh, okay. And he'd sometimes he'd have, I swear, like uh, his head hair painted red, like a cock and doodle doo. Like a rooster. Like a rooster. Cha 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 cha. And so one time I get, Jerry Seinfeld. I get to talk, talk to him. I'm okay. like, what do you do? And he's like, I'm uh, in stand up. And I'm like, I'm in stand up too. <laughs> Thinking he's completely full of it, right? Yeah. Then he starts dropping stuff about the comedy store. And I'm like, oh, this homeless guy's in stand comedy he really was crisp Turned is out it crisp crispy crispy chi- i don't know Chicken. that would have been like cool. world be free and then i talked to harloff and ellis and the stuff and the guys simone and those people back in the yeah. day and they're like oh yeah crispy he comes by and does open mics he hangs out there in the bar Good old crispy chicken. Crispy chicken. So there you go. We somehow got into stand-up comedy because you called me Argus Hamilton. <laughs> Did anybody ever tell you when you were starting comedy to yeah. like go by a nickname? <laughs> Did anybody ever tell you that? No, like, I didn't take Judy Gold classes where yeah. <laughs> every joke had to end with a uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um it I well so I I watch that show I'm dying up here right yes and uh, Brad Garrett is a central character in this okay. season of I'm dying up here and his his like gitch is like but life is good <laughs> it's weird right he's got this you know that That's that the hook voice? yeah but so when I was when I first uh, when, I, when I worked at a mm-hmm. uh, karaoke bar in New Jersey we had this guy and he was the karaoke host his name was Johnny Patillo the guy is yeah. amazing yeah. how many okay. times was any song from Slippery from what What's no, he was place? actually in a band called Danny and the Juniors back in the day. Oh, okay, God. was Donnie Peslowski in this? No, band? unfortunately, Donnie and the Peslowskis was another band. <laughs> oh, it was nice. all organ music. Uh, Geneva back. on the Lake in Ohio. <laughs> uh, their right. backup singers, Jessica Flash and the Green Bulb. So uh, he, Johnny Patillo, he was in this band called Danny and the Juniors, and they did that song at the hop. Bum, bum, dun, 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 yeah, yeah, you can do it. You can do it. Yeah, absolutely, want to do it at the hop. So like from the fifties and he toured around with this guy and he started backup singing for this guy, Danny of Danny and the juniors. when He was like 17 years old. He was, right. he was living on the road when he was like 19 going to, you know, big shows, small shows, you know, getting in all kinds of trouble. You know, when you watch a movie like walk the line yes. and they're doing those old tours from like high school, high school gymnasiums, gymnasiums to yes. state fairs. Mm-hmm. And they're all, you know, like yeah. doing stupid stuff together on tour buses. Little montages. Yes, yes, exactly. That yes. was, and, and when Johnny Patello was taking that, I'm, thing in my head of like he is legitimately a 1950s band movie where he is going and girls are screaming and they're in in uh, poodle skirts and at the hop so he i went back there uh about two years after i moved to la okay and he was still hosting karaoke still crushing it um he was famous. I mean, he would come in. Uh, he he would buy a, like a new five hundred dollar car every couple of months. Ooh. He would just buy a five hundred dollar car until it didn't work anymore, and then just get rid of get it. Get rid of it. Okay. And there were always Caprice classics. That's a some plaid. cop had killed a guy in the yeah. back seat, and they were five hundred bucks a police auction. Police auctions, great stuff. So Johnny Patillo, I said, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, I do a lot of stand up now in L.A. I've been I've been doing pretty well, just starting out, but things are going pretty well. And he said. He said, and do you go by Josh McCuga on stage? And, he, and I said, yeah, I do. And he said, you know, some of the best stand-up comics go by a nickname or a one name. And I said, yeah. And he said, you know, I used to do stand-up, and my name oh, yeah. was Fangello. Fangello? <laughs> and I was like, what? what? <laughs> He's mean? like, you should really think about, because, you know, they say the one name, and people really remember the one name. Oh, it's not like Cher, buddy. No. And no. so I, and I, he said, you know, you should, you should think about it. It could be Italian. It could be something, you know, like Pazell. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, not even like Josh Pazell. No, no. Pazell. Pazell. Come to the stage next. Pazell. You're sitting around clubs and colleges. He's got an album <laughs> dropping right here on bandcamp.com. It's Pazell. It's here. And then my catchphrase would be like, let's Pazell. Instead of like Shazam, Pazell. Pazell's uh, catchphrase would be. Uh, but I mean, that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what we—that's what Pazell would be. Oh, hey, that's just how Pazell sees it. <laughs> Laying uh, it down, how it is. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's just me. That's the name of your first album. That's, but, uh, that's just me. me. And I'm on the cover, and you can see my thumb, thumbs. like, right coming at me. Who has two thumbs and sees it like this? That's uh, just me. There's our fan art of the week, we, especially yeah. like to uh, Kyle, who made some Jessica Green Fla- Bulb and Jessica Flash. Flash. Uh, yeah, Fantastic. and then we got uh, a friend Jeff Saunders that did some uh, uh, afternoons art. We're working yeah. on some official thumbnail stuff coming out soon. Yeah, we, just there, took, we did a fun little photo shoot. We did a photo so, shoot. Photos yeah. coming soon. Me and Josh in downtown Burbank. Uh-huh. Well, it wasn't downtown. It's near it. It's the suburbs of Burbank. <laughs> Close to a sizzler nearby. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyways, Pizzell. Pizzell. So I, no, but it, there was, you know, I, anytime I see a comic with the one nickname, the one name guy, yeah, yeah. like... Uh, trying to think, you know, I know there was some in my day. I mean, there was Shang. Do you remember Shang? Uh, yeah, kind of. There was a guy named Shang who's actually pretty good. I don't want to like throw any guys under the bus here. Yeah, yeah. Stand up comedian, whatever. Yeah. But I always thought that the one name thing was just like, huh. it's, it's, uh, I had a friend and, and he's actually, I, I see him every now and then at comic shops. Uh, his name's Chris Kiefer, and he, yeah. he was really funny. He was, and he used to just go by Kiefer, and I, 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 I reminds me of a drink I had, uh, the, the <laughs> Kiefer yogurt drink that I still get every just now and then. Kiefer Sutherland. And I was like, oh, okay, and yeah. and so that was interesting because the Kiefer I, Elf. I didn't know what his first name was for a long time, and it was like, oh, I'm, I'm Chris, and he's the most soft-spoken, intelligent, one of the most intelligent comics yeah. ever saw on stage, and so he had that. But that was the thing is like when you hear like oh, on tonight's lineup, it's Josh McCuga, Mark Ellis, Kiefer. You're expecting yeah. him to come out and be like, what's Ooh. up, everybody? But uh, that's just me. <laughs> and the keeper, uh, some looks at a reefer. Yeah, yeah. yeah right, but no, guys? he was just this really, he's a librarian now. Yeah. And, and, uh, you I need go a to master's mean. degree to be a li- librarian. Uh, I do know that you because know that? Uh, my first official girlfriend, Whoa. Uh, late in life, late bloomer for me, <laughs> uh, my late 20s, uh, she was studying to get her master's and is uh, now a librarian in uh, SoCal. Interesting. And they get paid uh, nicely. <laughs> but that's uh, just me. <laughs> and, and like she, but uh, libraries are like a dying art. They are, oh, they are. They are. That's a good place for people like Crispy Chicken to go hang out for a couple hours. There's uh, that. There's a. There's a library yeah. on Sunset by my place. Yeah, there is. Yeah, and it is. I a can't imagine. Yeah, den. can't imagine that one's good. Okay, one time, yeah, since here. I moved here, I walked into the library just to see what it was like. Yeah. Okay. Knowing full well what I was getting myself to LA Hollywood okay. Library. That first of all, that stretch of Sunset Boulevard just past my apartment. Like I mm-hmm. feel like you get two blocks past my apartment, you get to like the seventh veil or that Wendy's. Once you get to yep. La Brea, it's yeah. it's rough. And then all of a sudden it gets nice by the arc light. Yep. And then it's gone. Yes. Then it's gone. Oh, forever. that side of sunset's gone for it. Never brutal, comes. Never brutal. comes back. Uh, you know that Denny's is the scariest Denny's. It's around. the scariest. The one that they shot the Jedi Councils. Yep. Live on location at I Denny's. Hope we don't get you. Don't get you fired for talking about no, this. No, I didn't go. I oh. didn't go to them. Okay. But they were like, "Oh, here's the address." And I was like, "My friend, retired police LAPD police lieutenant. I can't even say it. Mike Bowers used to go work there off duty and like would get in fights with people. You have to. It's a scary place. Scary. Any restaurant. I don't care if we're talking about some of my favorite restaurants of all time. The Yogurt Land over there is scary. Not good. The Panda Express. I don't know how people are eating over there. When you go to McDonald's and they have bulletproof glass. Yep. Up, yep. Get your flay fish sandwich yep. and get moving. When the cop isn't there to eat, but but guard, <laughs> yeah. you know it's a bad McDonald's. Well, yeah, yeah. Anyways, but so I went in the library. Yeah, and I, I I didn't know what I was expecting, but what I saw, I was not expecting. The the the, the library was quiet. There's about three people in there. Yeah, and there was clearly a homeless man with his yep. feet up on the table. Yep, clipping his toenails. Oh yeah. And uh, nobody was saying anything. It was just like, you know that there's no sound quite like clippers and toenails. It's you can hear it through the phone, Ken. It's one of those sounds. Yeah. And there he was. Librarian's not doing anything. Nobody's really, nobody's paying attention to it. Like this is just a run of the mill Wednesday. Yeah. Homeless guy just collecting grimy toenails. You know what kind of diseases are in those toenails, Ken? Oh, yeah. That's a rough That's a thing. Diseases in uh, toenails there. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, well, there's no Dewey Decimal System for that one. (laughs) We need Conan the Librarian. This is a... This is a generalization. I, I, I'll, I'll admit that most librarians that I know aren't going to be the type that are going to be like confrontational. Hey, sir, mm-hmm. go ahead and grab your mm-hmm. instruments of clippings and your clippings and get on out of here. 
Don't they, they're not. They're not. Some yeah. might. I'm again. That's general generalization. I get it. But most you go to library I mean, business. The school librarians. When you would go to school, they were tough. They were tough. Yeah, that, that's a tough job. But that right? was a little different. But just a community librarian. Yeah. No thanks. So you walk into this sunset li- library, <laughs> library and sunset in La Brea. Never library. go in again. Never go. Not. not even. Didn't even consider you, it. You can't shake what you saw. I can't. Can it's like I the can't. one time I went. Oh, I was on the forty freeway in Arizona. Near Flagstaff, okay. and I went to a, a rest stop. Okay, and I had to go. <laughs> sure, no, you just a lot of iced tea on the road. Yeah, and run in there in the urinal. Someone got the wrong. Uh, they used the <laughs> the wrong the wrong. They toilet? did the wrong thing <laughs> in the urinal. <laughs> and uh, I haven't eaten at a Tommy Burger since. <laughs> And That's I brutal. Hadn't even had Tommy's for years. I um, I was yeah. in uh, I was on the Caltrain. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the the bathroom situation. I'm trying to say this in a nice in a nice on way. the train on the train. The so I I had had listen. I I yeah. had had to go. I had to. You got to okay. do what you got to do. I got to do. So I walked in there and I realized that it was going to be about 30 more minutes of me legitimately maybe maybe just having to throw away my pants and quit life. Just I was done because there was no way I was going to go anywhere. I opened the bathroom door and and it was it was like an airlock. You, you, you air, the, spa, the space on the outside, I was it was either certain death or losing my pants. And I chose the losing my pants. And I didn't I honestly had no idea what to do. I got off the train and yeah. I went to the closest restaurant I yeah. could find, ordered a coffee, waited in line, took out my hand sanitizer, hand sanitized that enti- and just went in there yeah. because I was so close to, 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 to Duh, yeah. it, I'm an adult man. Kid. Yeah. Yeah. You and are still so close to really mm. being in a conundrum. Yeah. If you will. A literal quagmire train bathroom quagmire. You think. Airplane bathrooms are bad, no. cramped tight. Nope. I took an Amtrak train from Dallas to LA one time. Whoa. That is three days. Whoa. Days. Two nights, three days on the train. Whoa. So three days. I'm gonna say that again. Okay. What was it the money? Um here it was Did an, you want to no, see the here world? was an odd decision. My girlfriend <laughs> at the time lived in Tennessee. Okay. So, well, she was moving there. So we okay. drove out to Tennessee on the Got 40. It. It's one of the times on the 40 freeway. I was all the way across country. <laughs> Does and the 40 go across the whole country? Pretty much. Yeah. It pretty much goes to, uh, we would always get off it in You're Tennessee. Google maps. Over yeah. There. Yeah. But it all cuts right. through the heart of the country. Okay. Flew back, or flew back to Dallas, but I, I, I hadn't flown as much back then and okay. was not as good with it as I am now. So the idea of flying twice wasn't, was, I was like, Oh, I can't do mm. that. So I flew to Dallas, stayed with my, my friend, real close friend of mine named Brian, who lives uh, in Dallas out there, okay. um, still out there. And he, we worked, worked in LA for a while. And then I, ju- I had already clearly bought the ticket. Sure. And I was like, oh, I'm going to take the train home. And even he was like, well, no. we have a good airport. <laughs> Are you we have scared? two. <laughs> uh, like, it's like, yeah, I know I was in Dallas, Fort Worth. I was like, no, I'm going to take a train. It was, let me tell you something. I got a sleeper car. Yeah. Uh, I had a claustrophobic panic attack trying to get to the top bunk. Long, separate story. Okay. Um, there's a wonderful dining car experience because if you're traveling by yourself or whoever, you have to, you get assigned seats. Yeah. So you're like your car, your dining car to table three. And you right. get there and there's three other people there. Yeah. And you have to... Four, so I had some great conversations. Made some great friends. Interesting. Uh, would go Train into the... Train travel. Yeah, the observation car. And there was a couple in their late 80s who would... Uh, lived in Alaska. They tra- they used to they paddled a boat from like Costa Rica to some. I all these stories. They were like in love, holding hands, kissy kissy. Eighty plus years old. Interesting. Uh, probably no longer with us, but I I mean they were great. Okay. Um, the shower situation was so bad. I'd never showered in three days, oh. and the bathroom situation was so bad. You eventually have to do what you yeah. got to do. It 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 made me question humanity. Oh my god! <laughs> Just it was base level. Oh, it's the, man. and so I I walked down to the showers the first time. Yeah, and like you have to like press a button or something like dig, 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 yeah, get the water go, pumped out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna sit this one out. And okay. my poor friend Chip picked me up in Union Station. And I was like, I need to go home. <laughs> I need to go home. I had to Sorry, take, I smell yeah. like crispy chicken. And I had, but <laughs> it's got to set this weekend. And uh, I remember I we ended, I took him to claim jumper to reward uh, him. It's nice. Wasn't enough. 
Great chicken salad. I came wrap. off that train like I was the at the end of a Mad Max movie. Oh my goodness, that is brutal. Yeah. That's why. So people are like Ken, you want to go to Burning Man? I'm like, I've been. Yeah, <laughs> Dallas, I saw Dallas to Union Dallas. Station. <laughs> I've been on a train one I, when I moved out of New York. Right. Okay. Uh, I had so much stuff mm, that I had to ship some. Yeah. But I couldn't take it all on an airplane. So I packed up these two gigantic suitcases mm. that they would they would have cost me like 120 bucks a piece to get an airplane right. with, and jumped on an Amtrak train from New York to Pittsburgh. Ah. You, you figure, what? yeah, that's not bad. Six hours, seven right. hours, yep, 24. 24 hours, right? It's you, you make these like long stops in Harrisburg, yeah, Philadelphia, like an hour stop. I'm like, guys. Get me across the country. <laughs> then they're going through Pennsylvania like an EKG meter, yeah, just up and down and across and Lewistown and over here. Yeah. I finally get to Pittsburgh. I was like, Dad, I'm I I can never get on a train again. Yeah. This was the worst decision I've ever made. I should have just paid for the luggage fee right. on the flight and just called it a day. I I don't quite understand what it is because I boarded it in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And you go south. You head down towards the Gulf. Yeah. So San Antonio and everything like that. So I remember one point I took a, it was like midday, mm-hmm. a dinner. Look, this is great. Now, sure. no internet back then. You oh, had no, no like Wi-Fi. I mean, Would you read a the, book? I read a book and I just nice. had my laptop. I was like, I'm going to write. No, you're not. You're stare at the window. Yeah. Um, and then I remember I went to bed, mm-hmm. had my little panic attack, slept on the bottom bunk mm-hmm. after the top bunk didn't work for me. Woke up in the morning. I was like, here we go. Yeah, well, I'm going to be like, we're probably in Arizona by now. Got out. They switched like cars in the middle of the night so when i went to bed there was a car behind me mm-hmm. and i heard some noise during the night and the train power shuts down and you immediately get like hot yeah so i woke up and i looked right and i saw tracks where last night there was a car so like what happened did train robbers come by am i on the right train was was the train get stolen do why are you yeah that's the train situation and then i was like but at least we're in arizona yeah we had just hit like uh, like Brownsville or something <laughs> like down there at the bottom. I was like, I still got Brutal. three states yeah. to go. It's, it's, uh, I, I, my, my last train story for you. Yeah. In Europe. Now the European the trains, trains, great train system. Yes. Still the bathrooms are terrible, but mm. Mm. we're on a sleeper train from Rome to Switzerland. Right. Okay. It's like a 20 hour train ride or like 16 oh, hour train. Okay. So you get on and then you sleep through the night when you wake up, you're in Switzerland. Okay. So like it's that. like, like right. 10 hours, but it's, Again, they, their trains, they got those high-speed trains. They're, they're only making certain stops. They That train system in Europe, they're all over the place. They're they perfect. They got it down pat. For a country that basically like mm-hmm. sort of prided themselves on being these transcontinental railroads in the United States, we right. sure blew it. We, do, we don't, yeah, we, we don't know how to do it. We don't. We built highways instead of train tracks and whatever. <laughs> Heard the East Coast a little bit better, but... And the one that a goes bit. from California to Washington, the Pacific well, Star Liner f- or something like that. Yeah, the, the Ocean Liner. Yeah. One, when they, once, once they finally finish that line, the high-speed line, and then we're, then we're talking. Then sure. That's we're in Another some, 50 years. Though. Sure, yeah. We need a lot of crypto to uh, <laughs> invest into that. Uh, the new monopoly will be a crypto railroad. But Josh, it's the blockchain technology. It's, it is. It's the block, Ken. Yeah. It's the blockchain. I, I've been doing some research. I'm not, I don't just want to idly make fun of crypto people. No. I want to figure out. I don't want to be the neighbors screaming at Noah, making fun of him while he builds the ark. I got into a conversation with a man named yeah. Ben last night. He There's sold me on the technology. A lot of people named Ben like crypto. Yeah, and he told me to not invest in it. He mm. said, the technology is going to change everything. The right. actual cryptocurrency will not. Not so much. Yes. Our, our friend Thad Williams said it best. Said, it's like mid-90s internet. Yeah. The technology is going to change everything, but yeah. don't invest in pets.com. Correct. Just correct. Wait for it. Yeah, yes. I understand. I've done some research. I'm not a I'm not a idiot on this blockchain yeah. technology, hard to hack. Mm-hmm. Eventually you might have Amazon coins or Exxon Mobil coins. Bank of America coins. Yeah. Whatever. I get it. You got it. I get it. He I got it. it. You got it. It's just the people now yeah. have a certain era or era. Aura about aura them. about them. And we're in a certain era yeah. <laughs> about their aura. Wearing new era hats. Everyone who's ever said to talking me, about era Persepian. Yeah. Everyone who's said to, ever said to me, uh, I'm thinking of starting a crypto podcast. I'm like, I could have predicted that. <laughs> I didn't even know. You, you. seem like the yeah. guy that would do that. I don't know. Speaking don't know. of crypto, yeah, we had uh, two cryptic leaders meeting this weekend. We don't. Re- we rarely that? talk about politics. Yeah, we this. we don't. It can alienate people, but it can. sometimes we, we have beliefs. Let me say, yeah. I just recently watched the John McCain documentary. I okay? saw you, I tweeted out about that. I like McCain. Okay. 
I I am a registered Democrat, right? Uh, but I like to I like to think that bipartisan politics can still work. I'm a that, registered independent. So, okay, so there you go. I, I I honestly think that if we all, if we were to go across party lines and talk to each other more and try and figure yes. out diplomatic situ- solutions, political solutions, right. which is what they got into it in the first place, yes. that this can still work instead of yelling at each other and hating on each other for lo- not liking one thing. I always say, if you get in a room with people, oh, that's the uh, Burbank yeah, Fire there Department. There was a cat in here. It was a cat. They're trying to get a cat out of the tree. Um, <laughs> Did fire departments still do that? I don't know. But the other day I was on a, on the walk, on yeah. the walking path. And a family was trying to get their cat out of a tree. And I was like, what weird <laughs> Abrams, uh, not Abrams, Fairly Brother comedy is this? <laughs> I was thinking of Abrams, the naked gun folks. Uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I say if you get in a room, you know, if you have some weird feelings about a certain group, a section, everything, you get in a room with them, just have a loaf of bread. <laughs> break bread. Break bread with them, literally. Maybe have a bread bowl full of broccoli cheddar from It'll, Panera. Yeah, absolutely. It will change your opinion. When I moved to L.A., I had not been, to my knowledge, uh, say exposed to a lot of uh, homosexual people, right? Okay, you, sure. I just grew up in a small I, town. Dude, I you grew didn't up know. in Pittsburgh. We, we right. had like one. I went to right. a gay pride party on, on Saturday. It was a blast. But that's my point. And I'm sure I didn't know. Yes. You know what I mean? Because you, as a kid, too, you're, you're a little, uh, you're, you you don't see you, things you, like those. You're at your parents' beck and call. Yeah. And my parents are great. My parents sure. didn't raise, my parents raised me very good to be very compassionate to people, but you just don't know. Right. right. So you think it's this foreign thing. So it's this foreign thing. So I moved to LA and actually, you know, I am around. Yes. R- around uh, people of all different kinds of backgrounds and backgrounds. Open, and then you just start, and it's not just the old cliche of a uh, uh, small town. You can, you can, this can happen in small yes. towns too, if we're For all sure. open to it. And suddenly, you know, my views start to change. Yeah. Do I think you uh, initially was like, do I think, uh, uh, there should be quote gay marriage. Like, uh, well, I don't know about that. I think maybe there should be uh, civil unions and everything. And then I, then I had one of my friends, a uh, uh, very proud gay man, and I was thinking, well, not only would I want him to get married, I'd be disappointed if he did invite me and right. put me in his wedding. Yeah, see, there you go. So it just changes because one on one human contact, right, and group contact. And and John McCain's whole documentary, which I loved about the whole thing, was he mm-hmm. is. At his very, very core, a man that just wants the best for America, right? Right, right, right. And he was friends. Like, his best friend was Joe Biden. John McCain's a Republican. Joe yeah, Biden's yeah. clearly a yeah, Democrat, yeah. you know? Uh, all these people that he crossed party lines, and he voted on the right thing because it was the right thing to do. It was a very inspirational documentary if mm. you still believe in the hope that politics can actually do something good for <laughs> for for things. Or if you, if you, if you think that... Every politician is a bad person. You go out there and you're just like, listen, maybe you don't agree with everything that he voted for, but at mm-hmm. least he listened to people and he yeah. tried to get the best out of everybody. Yes. And I think that's like the, the best thing that we can think of is that we want the best out of everything. Now, do I, do I, I don't want to say anything about my political views on the, on this or right, any, right. any time really. Cause I, I, I really don't, I don't care to have people tell me about the things, but yeah. I'm watching this Trump Kim, Kim Jong Un thing. Right. Right. And and North it, Korea summit, the North Korea summit. And everybody's talking about what's the handshake going to be like? What, right, they, what are right. they going to do? It's first like of all, Met Gala. Yeah. First of all, Don Dennis Rodman has taken the air out of all of this because <laughs> I watched that documentary come a couple years back and Kim, listen, when I see Kim Jong-un, I Kim Jong-un, yeah. I am not threatened by the man. Sure. He's got the funniest haircut on the planet. Sure. He's just a chubby Korean man. Gotcha. When he talks, he sounds like he's just kind of like, like he's got that, that, that <laughs> funny going, voice going way into uh, South Park territory. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, yeah. you're right. That's my bad. <laughs> he, he, he's kind of adorable. And he, sure. but he, you know, like, it just seems like he's the kid that said, my dad made me want to be mean to everybody, but all I want to do is watch NBA basketball and play Nintendo. Right. 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 So he's going to sing and he's like, you know, the nuclear, this nuclear, and you know that he, his, his dad's older, uh, uh, uh people, you know, right, right, right. the older, the older generals and colonels yes, around him. Yeah, the, yeah. the advisors that right, are in his right. ear telling him he can't do this. He kind of was like, shut up, dad. <laughs> I just want to be friends with Donald Trump. And like, I just want it because they said that Donald Trump stayed in his hotel and everything. Kim Jong-un went to some cool hotel and like took selfies with people by the pool or something because really? they're in Singapore. So you got to imagine that Kim Jong-un is like, all right, here's my chance for the world to think I'm cool. Right, right. Okay. And what I really want to do is uh, I want to prove that uh, North Korea can just be like a cool place, guys. Right. Like, come on, join us in North Korea. Because at, at the point now, I think that Kim Jong-un is seeing headlines. The media is opening to him. He's going to these things. He's like, the UN looks kind of cool. I like get to 
go to New York. I like see all these pictures. I could actually go to a Knicks game and like see Porzingis. I just want to do that, Dad. Yeah. And so when I'm watching these handshakes, all I'm thinking is Kim Jong Un wants to go to the camera and be like, hey, "If you guys like, you can listen to my podcast. <laughs> it's uh, I talk about cheese and American beers. I don't know. Why I'm going to a German accent. I don't want to be too offensively Asian, so I don't know. What so I'm you're going, going to bad German? Yeah, it's going to bad German. You get it? It's a good safe play. Look, okay, I'll go to Scottish. She's like, "Come on, Dad, I got it." I don't want to do it. Right. I, I just want to be this sweet freaking guy that everybody likes. I want to go yeah. to NATO. I want to start like parties. I want my fireworks to be like the coolest fireworks around. Like if I want, I just want North Korea to be freaking cool again. Right. And that's what I, I honestly think that he doesn't care about nuclear weapons. He doesn't care about any of this stuff. He just wants to be cool. He just wanted to have the world's attention on him for yes. a while there. Yeah. He doesn't want to everywhere he goes like, oh, yeah. here comes North Korea. He's a real dick. He's just like, guys, yeah. no, I'm cool. Right. I, I I want to hang out with Dennis Rodman. Yeah. It's, it's a whole situation. It really is. Because North Korea, I mean, the regime, we know, we know when Josh and I know some of the stuff that goes on there, but it's just like, it is, it's become this circus. It really has. And that's why they're, you're losing faith in, in <laughs> politics, but also it, it, politics becomes porn. Yeah. Uh, this Twitter porn type of thing. And then we got the king of Twitter porn in the office. I right. get that. Right. And uh, so could you imagine, go back to the mid nineties. Sure. If I was like, Josh, Dennis Rodman and President Donald Trump yeah. are going to be in North Korea trying to make sure there's not a nuclear war. Right. Like, wh- wait, <laughs> what? what's that now? Why did they send Bill Lambeer? <laughs> Where He's is... He's more prepared for combat on, with combat on. basketball. Where is Joe Dumars in all of this? <laughs> where, is the, where are the bad boys? The 80s Pistons bad boys? I mean, we really want to send Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, though, I mean, right? clearly. Yeah, clearly. I mean, full of elbows yeah. and aggressiveness. <laughs> But it's it's you're just, right. It's you're right. Insane. It really has. I I just again mm-hmm. I understand that what they're doing is is you know world changing and it should be said mm-hmm. that if this is they denuclearize all this stuff right. I mean, they should really just destroy all nuclear bombs so that we don't have to worry about this stuff anymore. I agree with you. Except for I want to keep one in the closet. Just one. Because you know we're all going to be like... You know pinky, Putin's going to keep one. Pinky swear. Yeah. Oh, I've destroyed them all. Yeah. I've got the one in the closet. Yeah. Just Dieter, in case. Dieter von Kunt has the, uh, the X5. You <laughs> yeah, know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Uh, but I just... I can't help but think that Kim Jong-un is just out there going like, all I, right, so... I understand what you're saying. Where are we going tonight, boys? Yeah. Party. Once yeah. a good time. Yeah, I saw when he remember he crossed over in South Korea. Yeah, for the Olympics. Uh for the for yeah, and they, they had the video of him yeah. cr- literally crossing the North Korea, the, the DMZ, Russia right. rushing the DMZ, but that line, that that borderline. And I yeah, he it was it was so weird because I'm looking at him, I, I mean, as like a world dictator type, right? right? This is right. in the history books as one of the bad the bad people. Right. That uh, is what history might remember, right? But I'm looking at him and he's just like all smiles. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's so jolly. Yeah, and I'm like, this. Uh, he probably, you know, he's Korean Santa. Claus. He Look probably goes and plays Fortnite yeah. on PS4 and <laughs> yeah. some like Rodman fan one. Right. <laughs> yeah. He like goes into one of the advisors' rooms and he's just like, they put up a fire, guys. I just want to play NBA yeah. 2K with Rodman on my team. Yeah, so it's it's just insane. Yeah, and I yeah. see uh, the presidents on there. Uh, you know, talking about the view, watching them like blow up things off the shore. And he's like, I thought this would be a great place for a condo. I'm like, what is? What is happening? What is going on? What here? Mike Judge future did we walk into? <laughs> it's it's insanity. And then it goes down. And then and then and then you know down to the. It's politics are tough since Nixon and even before. It's tough to get people to buy into it. Uh, I know some people that have run. I know someone who is a representative right really? now in the state of California, and he's a good friend of mine. I used to work with him. He was really? an LAPD police officer, Representative Knight, and we used to work together when I he was assigned to the mall that I worked at when uh-huh. I was a supervisor, later director. I used to, three to five times a week, used to work with him. I've arrested people with him. I've, I've handled things, and I've eaten, more importantly, lunch while watching Judge Judy with him. Perfect. He's a great guy. Really? He's hilarious. He's funny. And I taught him about It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia Ooh. and all this stuff. And now... He, by the way, had an amazing gay pride float. Oh, Patty's did they? pub, yeah, during the gay pride um, And then I see what's happened now. And I don't agree with every decision he's done. He's worked at his dad... His dad, William Pete Knight, was one of the guys. He, he like broke the sound barrier, set a record. He was Chuck Yeager's friend. Oh, cool. And then went into politics, local politics here, and uh, passed away. On a, I was supposed to go to a baseball game in his honor up, up at the uh, like Class A rookie league team that's up there in like Palmdale or something games, like yeah. or Lancaster. His dad passed away, so he left the police department, took up the mantle, and ran in his dad's place and won and slowly worked his way up. Now he's a representative. Wow! 
and this guy is smart. He's intelligent. He's funny. And all of my friends are ripping him apart <laughs> online because they hate him because he's got an R by his name. Ugh. And again, I don't disagree with everything anyone says. Like, there should be nuance and gray area, or not gray area, but, but nuance in different parts to the conversation. Yeah, you mean, can't have that anymore mm-hmm. online. No. That's part of the reason I just, you know. It's, and that's, that's the other thing, too, is once you start going down the path of like, I'm this super left or I'm this super right. You lose the credibility of being able to have frank discussions in neutrality about being a normal human being and actually, actually trying to make the political process work for Mm -hmm, people mm -hmm. because you, you're never going to make everybody happy no matter what you do. It doesn't matter if you're making yep. an online talk show or if you're a politic. It, it's, there's just no way it's or ever Or if you're a happen. politic. I like that. If you're just a politic. Just a politic. One politic. Yeah. And look, I understand too. I, mean, I think Josh and I, I think you would, we're talking about like under normal circumstances. Correct. Correct. It's tough enough as it is. Yeah. And if you read, you ever read the John Adams book by David McCullough based no, on but the it's, HBO it's, miniseries? It's, I did watch the HBO miniseries. Yeah. And I did, my dad has read that book and tell, told me to read it a couple of times. It's just big. It looks big. It's daunting. Yeah. All of David McCullough's books are daunting, but they're great if he you get into He wrote The Real History of the United States, right? Or something like that? Uh, that I don't know. He okay. wrote one about the Panama Canal, okay. uh, 1776. Great books. A lot of them on my shelves. But yeah, that John Adams one, it's, uh, it's the, the, the elections back then, as it, uh, 1700s turned to 1800s, yeah. brutal elections. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, the duel, Bird Hamilton ended up one person like dead. Like, that's how bad it was. Yeah. So I don't think politics has ever been good. No, no. <laughs> just by nature. Right. We have our beliefs. Ebbs and flows. Ebbs and Ebbs flows. And flows. Um, I think just to run to the level, to get to the office of president, something might have to be slightly wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Just just by nature uh, of the position. It's insanity. And I understand right now it's not normal circumstances, but... I mean, you watched this John McCain documentary because he was talking about, you know, when he ran against GW in 2000, 2000 didn't get yeah. the nomination. Yeah. Then he comes and he actually gets a Republican nomination, but coming off the GW, uh, the, 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 the repeat, the twin correct, peak, yeah, the, right? Yeah. The lowest uh, approval rating of a president ever right. at 25%. So John McCain was never going to win. But what he said was he always wanted to have an open dialogue with the press. He was always going to have it, right? Right. And what happened was is that in 2000, they listened to him and they and they were actually you know going with it. But in 2008, they were just trying to ask him gotcha questions and then twisting his words right. to make headlines, which is part of the problem of the blogosphere and everybody having an opinion on social media yeah. is that you can twist anything to try and make the headline a clickable bait. You uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. I see it all the times. Yep. Uh, I don't care who you are, what side you are. I see it both times. Yep. Where I just want to say, calm down. Not right. everything. Can, not everything's an eleven. Right. <laughs> okay. That's yeah. our friend Roger says that because yeah. if everything's an eleven, then nothing's an eleven. Correct. Um, just everyone. You know, I, I, I feel for, I feel for some people who are so affected by it. Um, and again, I, I in respect to some of the serious issues right now, there are people directly affected by mm-hmm. this stuff. Don't get mm-hmm. us wrong; it's not a joke. Right? It's not a. But yeah, you've watched it two thousand. That's a good time. Yeah. The the hanging Chad election, Whew. and then two, when nine eleven happens, the yep. world changes forever. Mm-hmm. And then you've just seen this as technology grows, social media grows. By the time 04, and then you know, even with like John Kerry, right? Uh, with the Swift Boat thing, right? Where like it, it was like, what is happening? Yeah. What is happening? Well, Sarah Palin, too. That, that yeah, whole thing, yeah. It's well, just, that, yeah, and that was, so, I mean, and what the, uh, yeah, I mean, watch that documentary, yeah, it's really, it's actually really well done. I, I, I gotta tell you, man, once I start watching documentaries, I get sucked in on docuseries, documentaries and docuseries are oh, fascinating. I know. Just so well done. It's fascinating. It's, I can't wait to see this Mr. Rogers one because everybody's been talking about it. I, I want to really see that so bad yeah. because I, I'm a Mr. Rogers kid. Yeah. Are you I, as well? Dude, he's from Pittsburgh. He shot in Pittsburgh. He did, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, I went. I was on set when I was four years old. I have a picture with Mr. McFeely, the the neighbor. I want to hug man. you right now. Yeah, I didn't know this. My dad took us to a filming of Mr. I Rogers. Never put that together. He, he was, was three, in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Oh guy. my gosh! Well, I yeah. grew up. I mean, I mean, were you ever, you weren't on the show, right? In the no, background. No, I wish. I, I yeah, mean, sorry, uh, dude. Yeah, yeah, before I, I would have been about but, when I was watching. I mean, there's a Mr. Rogers Museum in Pittsburgh. And, Is and, there? Uh, if you look at uh, like certain parts of the of like his. His back. There are pictures of Pittsburgh that he has, and, and makes, things of that sense. nature. I don't know. I was yawning right there while yeah. I was talking. I'm not bored. I'm just he uh, also needed oxygen. There you go. He also, little known fact, yeah. threw a heater of a first pitch at a pirate game. It is like Did Pittsburgh he? lore. Could you find it Dude, on YouTube? I don't know, but they. So you know, I mean, the, the, the worst, the worst one ever is Fifty Cent. Yes, one hundred percent. 
Did you see uh, Alexander Ovechkin just sky it over the catcher? Did and he? he ask for it back and then he threw Did it again? Kind of, then he threw I would he do made, that too. I think I would just try and throw like a big hanging curve. Just like yeah, to throw it yeah. Out don't there. throw fast. No, I think the best all time first pitch ever is uh, is President Bush after nine eleven in yeah. the World Series. Yeah, uh, with Kevlar jacket on uh-huh. and a Secret Service man. In in the umpire gear. Yes. Which, by the way, in 2001, I watched baseball so close, I knew all the umpires. Oh, God. And when the camera panned on, I was like, who's that umpire? <laughs> and then years later, you find out in that great documentary, uh, uh, nine innings from 9-11 or something the like HBO that. One? HBO yeah, One. HBO One with Shriver doing yeah. the uh, Secret Service agent John you... Bar- Brown was an umpire. I was like, I knew it! <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> The things I learned about you on the show, Ken, is that yeah. you watch baseball so close you knew the umpires. I knew the umpires back. I, now nowadays I don't. Sure, sure. Back then I was like, that's not uh, that's not Hunter Wendelstadt. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> it's Frank Drebin. The only <laughs> that's Enrico Palazzo. <laughs> uh, I think that's the best first pitch. Uh, the Enrico Palazzo. No, no, no. Oh, the, George the Bush, Bush one. Um, so apparently, this is back in. Yeah, it has like ninety. 89, 90, right? The, the Pirates are on fire. Okay. So and more towards 90, right? Yeah. And and 89, not so good. No, but not, we, 90, 91, 92, we were Yeah, 90, 90 91, 92. 89, yeah. I think Bob Walk led your team with like 11 wins. So yeah, we weren't. Maybe Drabeck yeah. got 15. I don't know. So Fred Rogers comes out mm-hmm. there, and apparently, you know, every few years he'd come out and throw first pitch, but he was not a very public eye kind of guy. Yeah, right. He would retreat to his house in, in Shadyside, and he yeah. it was, you know, well-wooded. Not that many people knew where it was, but if you wanted to, whatever. And he would just, if it was a charity thing and they asked him to show up for it, great. Right. Uh, but he was a baseball fan. He loved the Pirates. I didn't know this. Yeah, he's a baseball fan. Fantastic. Yeah. So uh, he comes out for his first pitch. Right. I, obviously, I wasn't at this game or anything like this. But sure. Pittsburgh lore. And he says, like, ladies and gentlemen, Fred Rogers. And he goes into, like, a Sandy <laughs> Koufax windup. <laughs> that lanky man. Because he, yeah, I mean, he was tall and lanky. Fred yeah, Rogers, yeah, yeah. tall and lanky. Yeah. Just rips the heater to Spanky LaValliere. And the whole crowd was like, <gasps> Like, not even, couldn't even applaud. No, yeah, nobody's even like, paying attention uh, to the first pitch, but Fred Rogers, let's see what he does. Uh, just throws a heater in there. Yeah. Who knew? I love Old that. I want to look that up. I want to see this documentary. Yeah. I want to look it up yeah. there. Uh, yeah, first pitch. Have you ever been to a, a sporting event, particularly a baseball game where the national anthem is, is a part of the uh, the routine, not just the tradition? Yeah. Um, well, the, the wh- guy that sings before the Penguins games is Jeff Jimmer- Jim Jefferson. No, Jeff Jimerson. Sure. Is he using that name to get a fake ID? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Jeff Jimerson. He's he yeah. is the. I mean, during the regular he's season, Homer Simpson's guy incognito. Is. Yes. Um, he during the regular season he does every few, but yeah. playoffs he's every home playoff. He's game. the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you ever seen one live in person with you in the stadium where someone messed up? Yes. Yeah, I have too. Have you? It's what, brutal. What did you see? Pit. It's the most. It's terrible. A hole puckering. Yeah. Oh. You get the flop sweats and the Ooh. hot spits from the tenth row. Oh, it's brutal. Okay. Where did you see it? Well, tw- it's happened to me twice, which is pretty. Wow. Fun. Once at a pit basketball game. Okay. Now here's the best part about this pit basketball game. It was pit Marist, pit versus Marist early game. I gotcha. mean, early early game uh, at the old Fitzgerald Fieldhouse. Now they play at a really nice arena called the Peterson Event Center. Okay, okay. old Fitzgerald Fieldhouse bleachers. You, you got to sit in the bleachers, right? It was just me and my brother. I think my brother was a sophomore in high school, junior in high school, just got his license, and I was a freshman. So we, we drove down down to the city and went to the. And this woman the was just like, yeah. oh, say candies, but I don't know. And then she's like. And hoorah! And she took a pause, knowing she wasn't going to hit the note. And Ben and I both were like, "Oh, oh no. no!" So she like, and it was oh. kind of like a smattering of yeah. applause, right? And everyone's kind of like, "Oh, I feel and bad for it." Let's give it up for Janet. Mm. Uh, and then, mi- <laughs> and then midway through the first half, yeah, the pit cheerleaders are doing their back handsprings to jump out like during a timeout to do like their dance, yeah. And this girl ate it. Ken, like she does the back handspring into the backflip, lands a little too far on her heels and just slides across the floor. And my brother and I still talk about it. It's one of the funniest moments in the history of sporting, cheerleading, whatever. Because we were like three rows up. There was nobody went to these old pit basketball games. Right. Nobody. It was right. amazing, dude. It was incredible. Yeah. What about you? So I was at Dodger Stadium and Ooh. I want to say this is early 2000s. Okay. I used to go to more games and I was sitting like second loge level looking okay. down on the field. 
so Sean Green was the big star of the Dodgers at the time. Remember him? Yes. Outfielder Sean the Green. Greatest Jewish baseball player. Yeah, absolutely. Of all time. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, my fantasy baseball league. A couple of the owners are uh, Jewish, and they, there's a contest every year to draft like the best Jewish player. It's it's <laughs> awesome. And, and they have they, they, they Sean rib, Green. You rib each other for it. Ryan Braun, all uh, that stuff. Yeah. Hammerin, Hank Goldberg. No, uh, uh, Green, no, uh, Hank Greenberg for the Detroit Tigers. Correct. Probably all time. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Faced a lot of persecution back yeah. in the time uh, in the thirties. Um, so this singer record professional recording artist wasn't like she won a contest <laughs> at a school or anything like that. Sure. Singer, probably mid thirties. Um, I want to say she was foreign. So that it was like, I, she she looked uh, South American. I don't okay. I don't know. I apologize. I don't remember the exact location. But Got she it. she she was from there. She wasn't from here. Okay. And we're not talking like made it big. And uh, this is uh, you know uh, Shakira, who's been in America for ten years uh-huh. singing. Like this is someone who's like. <laughs> You know, Portuguese's biggest recording star. The crowd's like, eh, whatever, uh, get the game going. <laughs> so she goes into it. She's great. First, first, all of a sudden, like there's like a, cause the ramp, the thing, and then like pauses. And like, we got our hats off and standing at attention here, hands on our hearts. And the whole stadium at once, you hear the whole stadium go like, oh, mm, I don't know. <laughs> like 55,000 people going, oh, uh, you know, okay. But we're all like, we're in it. We're yeah. going to, but this poor woman, we yeah. get it. We get it. Sure. She messes up again. Oh, no. And the music's still going, right? Oh, no one, the band Lord. doesn't just stop. Yeah. Nancy B playing the organ doesn't, I would, doesn't lay down a track. I would honestly, if I was going to sing it, I would want to go acapella. Just acapella in case or I, oh, I, I'm, oh, put the lyrics in my hand. I'm sure. okay with it. And yeah. she, she had no lyrics in her hand. Karaoke me. She, probably had this, she was probably in her hotel room that night and that morning hitting all the notes, just right? For sure. And, and, she goes, and then the crowd by this time is like, uh, uh, mm. <laughs> and then third time she goes to try to hit. And it was like, instead of like the rockets, red glare, she's like, the rockets are in the air. The th- they're going like, and she's like, she's scatting. She's winging it. She's scatting like jewel in a van in San Diego. She's, she's in 95. legitimately Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> yes. She's jewel in a van in 95. <laughs> and the crowd turns on her. Oh, like no. the crowd just, Ooh, and that it's bad. And then oh. there's some idiots in the crowd who are like, go yeah. back home. And it's like, you're at, you're at, you're a-holes at oh, this point. Man. The crowd turned on this poor woman, but Sean Green steps out of the dugout, runs over to her. She's crying. <gasps> and these a-holes are booing her harder because oh, she's crying. No. And he puts his arm around her. Oh, what a sweet And man. she falls into his arms, kind of like a big hug. Yeah. And he put, just walks back and never took, he just like, it's okay. It's okay. And the crowd just kind of went, but Sean Green. Uh, I guess it's, I He's guess it's all right. Talk about person we need meeting Kim <laughs> yeah, Jong-un. That's the guy we need. We need Sean We've Green We've got Dennis there. Rodman doing I'd it. I'd vote for Sean Green. Sean Green needs to go do it. Yeah, speaking and of... Ever since then, every time I go to a game, there's a lump in my throat because I'm afraid <clears throat> it's going to happen again. Yeah. My buddy bombed one in high school, but I think he may have done yeah, it on purpose. He, he deserved knows. it. Now, speaking of international sporting events, yeah, he was a real jag off. Uh, international sporting events. Ken and I huge into the FIFA World Cup this year. We are going to be watching oh, every man, match. I'll, yeah, I'll download that be- on the PS4. From beginning to end. We're, it's all on Fox and Fox Sports this year, Ken. Straight from oh. Russia. Russia is the host of this year's 2018 FIFA how did World they, Cup. How did they get that? I don't know. They, they beat out some? ESPN. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, they muscled their way in. They told FIFA, if you don't give it to us, we will invade talking, every country yeah, and bomb them. All right, so you're not talking about the PS4 video game FIFA. No. World We're Cup talking about the actual World Cup defending sport. champion mm. Germany going for Germany. their okay. back-to-back World Cups, something that hasn't happened since, I don't know, when's it? probably Brazil with Pele. Yeah, and the World Cup's every four years, Every right? four years, yeah. like the Olympics of soccer. The World Cup, mm-hmm. funny enough, mm-hmm. not a cup. It is, it's a, it's a small golden, solid golden trophy with a world in what looks like a cup, but it's not an actual, it's not like the it's Stanley cup. cup is a, a cup. cup. But you look at the World Cup trophy, not dagging the trip. Yeah. Ken, this is the world. This is it's the event like, that brings the world together. Not like the end of last crusade. That is no. truly the cup of a carpenter. It is a nope. cup. This nope. is a it is garish a solid gold trophy. cup. But it's only like a foot and a half high. My it's AS, small. My AYSO soccer uh, trophy was bigger than that. I know. Participant. Come on. <laughs> Ken Napsock, participant. <laughs> so, Ken, right. we're going we're gonna, to, for the fans, real quick, we're going to break down our World Cup preview the event that brings the world together okay uh you've got host russia 
as maybe being okay. I'm not sure if they're good at soccer. Uh, uh, you've got Germany. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of boys Siberia. with very nice hair right. running around the field. They kick the ball very well. Sure, some nihilist soccer players. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there is a man from a Portugal. Portugal. Uh, his name is Cristiano Ronaldo. He has very nice abdominal muscles. Oh, I've heard of that guy's yes. name. Yeah, he, I've, he's pretty. You've got Lionel Richie pretty playing man. for Argentina. Hello. Hello, is World Cup, my old friend. You're looking for... <laughs> and there's a World Cup going, Lionel Richie playing yeah. for Argentina. That's... that's Yeah. I mean, that's great. You've got this guy named Neymar. No relation to Noma. No, <laughs> Neymar. Neymar playing for Brazil. Down Brazil. there in South America. They're, they're very good at soccer. You've got the Dark Horse Football. Belgium Red Devils. The old Belgians apparently have a pretty good uh, team. They used to take on the Minnesota North Stars. They did. The Smythe Division. Back in the old <laughs> Campbell and Wales Conference. Yes, yeah, Campbell there. There you uh, go. You got, you got uh, another Dark Horse team, Egypt, led by Mohamed Salah. I like that. I He's like got that. a great head of hair. He kind of looks like a dude from Queens. Okay, okay. I so like that. you've got um, you've got some other European France, this, Spain. I mean, Spain's good at soccer. Spain's yeah. pretty, you, got, you got some, you got some Ivory. You got the Ivory Coast, I believe, has a okay. team this year. Yep. Morocco, Morocco's the got United a team. States did not qualify. They did uh, not qualify for the World Cup. Not surprising. No, neither did powerhouse perennial powerhouse Italy, my home country, where my ancestors really? are from. Did not my, qualify. My old uh, roommate used to play semi-professional soccer. Yeah. Big soccer guy. World uh-huh. Cup is huge for him. Yep. Italy's his team. Yep. They and, did not and, qualify. And U.S. I actually talked to him about it. He was pretty upset. Wow. Yeah. World Cup preview, Ken. Who do you see winning right. this golden, garish, not-so-cup-like trophy? You listed a lot of teams there. How many are in the uh, tournament? 64? So like 64? I think 32. 32. That's a I believe lot of... No, maybe 24. I don't know. I think there's six, eight... No, 32. Yeah. This eight the most brackets of four. Researched preview <laughs> in sports history. Ken, I have a blazer on right yeah, now. Yeah, we're better than the ringer. I'll tell yep, you that right now. Yep, All right, yep, so 32 yep. teams. 32. That is a lot of orange slices at yep. halftime. I'll tell you yep. that much. Who's in charge? Who's the team mom? Uh, Deb McCuga. <laughs> Deb McCuga. She's been slicing some- oranges since 94. <laughs> Hell of a slicer. Hell of a slicer. Um, all right. Do they have reversible jerseys like AYSO did they back in do. the day? They do. Blue, Spain and blue and red. First half, Spain mm-hmm. wears red. Second half, they wear yellow. You like wear the jersey. blue ones better. Um, okay. I'm going to say the winner of this World Cup right now Copa de Mundo. is Portugal. Portugal, starring Cristiano Ronaldo, kind yes. of fan of the abs. Yes. He's got a great head of hair. I've never had him myself, yep. and I don't have hair anymore, but I'm on board with what he's with got going Portugal. on. Portugal, Ken going with Portugal. Portugal, uh, yes. The Euro 2016 champion, Portugal. See, I picked a winner. You did, you did. Based on the abs, now, but I picked a winner. You, you, you're in Russia. Huge hooligan yep. uh, culture there. It's going to be pretty violent. Really? I, I mean, again, I am Russian. This is the year of a royal wedding, Ken. Right? Is uh, there some stats about royal weddings? Yes. Uh, in the years of the royal weddings in yes. the past, in the same year as a royal wedding and the yeah. same year as a World Cup, I don't know if anything has happened, but... <laughs> Apparently, England may have a shot at this one. Yeah. David Beckham no longer plays for them, Ken. Yeah, Beckham's like 60. He is no longer bending it yeah. quite like he used yeah. to. Yeah, I mean, he's like his kids dating like celebrities yeah. our age yeah. now, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with a country that I've lived in before. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lovely people, uh, a lovely country, very yeah. forward thinking. Yeah. They have a female prime minister whose name is very fun to say, Angela Merkel. I'm yeah. going with the Germans. The Germans. They have a very strong team of very lovely men that uh, run around very fast, and they use your feet very, very well. Can you go into their locker room and say the words, I'd like to view the tapestries? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> I would like to view your tapestries? Tapestries. If, you're if you are Scottish, <laughs> then I am Mickey Mouse. No. Um, so okay, I'm going to go so with the Germany. Germans. The Germans. Germany yes. over Portugal in over, the final? Oh, in the fu- who knows who if they knows, will play against each other? But. I can't predict you know, that, but no. I'm saying Portugal. You're saying Portugal, and I will say Germany. German. So at Correct. this point... At, at the recording, and we usually record on it Tuesdays. It starts this Friday, the 14th okay. of June. Perfect. Yes. So we record this a few days ahead of our release. Yep. This episode will drop 
that Friday, the Correct. 14th. Yeah. So if you're listening to us now, the World Cup has begun. So tweet us your picks. Tweet us your picks. And hashtag at the afternoons with Josh and Ken. Uh, yep. And I don't know if uh, what kind of bet we want to make, but if Germany or Portugal wins, one of us gets some sort of prize. Uh, a treated lunch to either Porto's, which yeah. is Portugal, Port- or Pinocchio's, which is Italian and not German. I love that. I don't know where there's German restaurant you here in Los Angeles. You're, uh, you're not a lot of German restaurants no. here in Los Angeles. Perhaps a Wiener Schnitzel or uh, Schweinachse. Uh, there's a Wiener Schnitzel near us. Oh. Uh, not too far. It's driving well, Oh, distance. no. If we could go to the doghouse. We can go to the doghouse. Dog Get house. some of those Gertler sausages. Some Gertler dogs. Uh, I'm okay with that. And okay. you know, there's one not too far from Mr. Mark Ellis. Maybe yes. he'll join in us yep. as well there. Yep. I like this. We've done a very in-depth research preview of uh-huh. the World Cup. You're welcome. The Copa del Mundo. And now we have two solid predictions. Yes. So if this weekend you're in Las Vegas or uh, wherever you are and you want to lay down some bets. You New Jersey call your, now has legal sports yeah, gambling. That's right. You want to call your bookie? Make a bet. Make a bet. Tell them Makuga sent you or Napsuck sent you. Tell them that Makuga is now German. How long does the World Cup go? It goes on for one whole month, Ken. Wow, okay. So it will end around July the 14th. Yes. That's a long time. It is. It goes, well, you know, soccer is a very exhausting sport. They're always running. So supposedly, if you play all 90 minutes of a soccer game, the average amount of miles you run is close to eight Eight That's what I've heard. Because I'm not a huge fan of uh, football and soccer. Uh, so my roommate, old roommate and I used to yeah. jokingly argue. Uh, he was a soccer player, and mm-hmm. I respect the cardio involved. The conditioning is intense. Yeah, but I was like, I'm like the, the Simpsons parody of like, you yeah. know, players are just like barely moving. But I get it. I get the appeal. Yes. Okay. That's it. The World Cup. The FIFA World Cup. Preview of the century. Now, who on the FIFA payroll has been bought off by either of these teams or any of the other organizations? I believe there has been a lot of corruption over the last couple of years. Yeah. 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 We wish for the best. Yes. Nothing but the best there. there. uh, FIFA World World Cup Cup here in the afternoons with Josh and Ken. That's our preview. That is our preview. How is the Alone app doing? Ken, uh, we've got our third round, our Series C fund around a $25 million to continue our development of the Alone app. I told yep. fans today on Twitter, yep. uh, or yesterday on Twitter, that we would be taking no questions <laughs> and answering them only on our Alone page, which nobody has access to. Yeah. So I'll be you going, guys can check out or not check out uh, yeah. our, uh, our Alone app. There. I'll be going uh, live on Alone. Oh. Uh, just me and a tree. Nice. It's all... It's fantastic. How many viewers? None. Yeah. I love it. I, you, basically, my alone app is just the frozen part when you're on FaceTime and yes. your connection is lost. Oh, and your yeah. face freezes kind of like, uh. So we've got some great alone fan art out there. Fun. Kyle sent us some stuff, Probably right? We're going to get some uh, some alone uh, merch soon. There you go. You know, I love this. We yeah. got to get that going there. Yeah. Uh, sell it uh, Sell it there on the internet where, right. you know, if you're on the alone app, you can't buy you can't it. Buy it there. You can't buy it. No. You're alone. You have to actually go to Google, type in alone. Yeah. Uh, which is an unlisted website, so it won't pop up. Right. So you have to type in alone.com backslash merch <laughs> to actually get there, but you have to have a password to get in, so yeah. it's kind of tough. And a thumbprint. Yeah. You're not going to yeah, find it. Retinal scan. Never hey, Josh, new hey, segment Ken. on the show. Uh, do you do this? Do I? Do you do this? Do I? All right. I like to go to my restaurants. Uh-huh. You know that? I Big restaurant guy. Particularly like Mexican food. Love the chips and salsa. Uh, maybe get a French fry, even though okay. I'm trying to uh, get better, get healthier. I've lost about four pounds. That's okay. great. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, Can you congratulations, Ken. But I got to ask you this. You're getting you, in shape for the Copa de Mundo. Yeah. Do you do this? If you say are eating a bit of a chips and salsa, yeah. one of the chips breaks off and falls on the table. Sure. Or a French fry rolls off your plate onto the restaurant table. Yeah. Do you eat the chip or the French fry? Do I? Yeah. I think the real question is, don't I? Because oh. I eat 100%. Yeah. No chip goes left. It's no soldier left behind. No, no chip, chip left, left behind. behind. No, no, Definitely no fry left behind. And especially yeah. no, like, let's just say you order fried calamari. Yeah. No calamari left behind. Right. Here's the thing. If I'm eating, let's just say I'm eating something that's a little wetter. That's uh, weird. But like, let's just say it's like a piece <laughs> of chicken parm and it falls on the table. Chicken parm. Yes. I'm going to think twice. I'll still probably do it. The sauce. It's a little... Gives you a pause. Gives me a pause. Still, I do it. I drop a piece of grilled cheese. I'm eating it. Right, right. If it seems like it's plausible, I'm eating it. You're I don't. Do it. Yeah. I, they wipe the table with a dirty rag. It seems clean enough. It seems okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm with you. 
I'm with you. I obviously do it. I do it all the time. I think there was a little bit of a, a generational thing. I'm part of that generation that used to drink, uh, drank, used to drink some drinks straight from the hose. Yeah. Oh. The garden hose. They're, you know, they're really and truly it's good water is, is the taste of hose water. It's crystal clear dirt water. Unbelievable. Yeah. I can, I can taste it in my mouth. My mom's garden growing up. There was something special about so that I water. I would stick my face in that hose like yeah. an angry dog after a day at the dog park in 100 degree heat. Yeah. Yeah. And like you just get all of your face and then you, I used to gulp it straight oh. from that hose. Good Lord. I love that hose. I can, I can remember back to some of the, like the most quenched thirsts right. in the world came from a garden hose. Garden hose. Now, look, you turn it on, you let the water kind of do its thing yeah. in case there's a bug or something. Yeah. I'm not a, a heathen. No, you got to let savage. the hot water get out you there get first. Some of the, yeah, the hot water yeah, from yeah, the yeah. sun. Yeah. And then, yeah, then you take a big gulp oh, of water. So I think man. that translates to what I do now. If I drop a French fry, I I eat it. Yeah. I eat it off the table. If yeah. I chips, salsa, something. Like you said, I agree. A piece of hamburger that falls from my, maybe not. Yeah. But a device that I'm already grabbing with my hands that I don't trust are the cleanest anyways. I mean, I know where they've been. Sure. I'll try to wash before a meal. No big deal. Warsh, as my uh, grandma used to say. That's a Pittsburgh East Yeah, thing. yeah. I used Warsh. to uh, wash, uh, do the, do the wash. Um, but... I get I get some some flack for that. I, I get I told that should. it's dirty germ food now. Ken, how dare that person say anything like that about <laughs> it's a, you? It's several people. Okay, but, but no, it's not dirty germ food. Yeah. It's your food, and you eat how you want to eat. I've said this on multiple shows before. Mm-hmm. I've eaten off hotel trays walking by when I was a waiter, <laughs> and I busted plate and it had only like half eaten Wait amount of fried calamari. I'd eat it too. Wait a it's minute, no big deal. Wait a minute, when you say the hotel thing. Are you like French fries or walking com- by? Yeah. Go to your room yeah. and someone left some food out yeah. for the housekeeping to pick up. Uh-huh. You see a French fry, you take it. Yeah. Or you're like, like George, you're or- like George Costanza Correct. and the trashy Claire. Correct. 100%. Wow. That's, that's bold. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not judging you. This just turned into a don't judge me. I made it to 36. Ken. <laughs> he went from, I'm, do you do I'm this? doing fine. Did you don't judge me? Yeah. Wow. Hotel hallway, French fries. No big deal. Don't judge me, Ken. I'm not judging you. I'm actually you can, impressed. You know what? You can go ahead and judge me, Ken. Go ahead. I have None. some of the greatest French fries I've ever had have been off a hotel cart. Oh, uh, there is something about a great French fry. I know. Slightly warm, slightly cold. Yep. I like You know what lot. the best is? You know what the jackpot is in a hotel cart yeah. hallway is? When they when they bring you breakfast in the morning, Yeah. okay? Uh, they usually bring you like a, a basket of breads yeah. with some butters and some jams, perhaps like an extra waffle. You see a waffle that's been uneaten <laughs> or like a waffle. croissant or a breakfast bun or like a muffin. And there's some waffle. And there's some butter left. Yeah. Grab that. They may have been touched, but they weren't eaten. Oh, delicious. <sighs> so about 2,000. I'm working graveyards. <laughs> I'm working graveyards. And I was a supervisor at this time. I was running a shift with the mall security Ooh. team down there in Northridge. Okay. And this guy we had, I'm going to change his name, call him uh, Bob, but that's not <laughs> his real name. His real name's Robert. He was, <laughs> no. <laughs> he was a weird cat. Okay. I tra- he was about 50, and this was like one of those jobs. He had lost his job, and we got the job. Sure. And his wife had worked in customer service, and we knew her. So my uncle hires him. Uh-huh. He was the director of security at the time. He was getting ready to, the uh, transition was happening. Anyways, long story short, he's the first guy I trained, and I almost mm-hmm. quit over training him because he there was something was not all there, right? Okay. But he was a sweetheart of a guy, big fan of music. Me and him would talk music all the time. He would be, we used to joke, he was like Rain Man in music, okay. you know, because the other, other times he wouldn't, he had this weird thing, he closed his eyes and like twitch his neck uh, and he'd be like, oh, I don't, a, I, I don't know about that, but I'll tell you what, Oasis next single has it, and like he was, <laughs> it was, it was great. Okay. About 2.30 in the morning, he goes on his lunch break, and I'm just sitting in the eye room, what we call the camera room, just okay. watching an empty mall at night, okay. reading a book or something. Sure. And he goes, hey, Ken, now I'm going to go to Del Taco. You want anything? I was like, ah, hey, thanks, Bob. I'm good, but thanks. Go in your Code 7 lunch. So he goes, all right. Two minutes later, he comes back in with some food. I'm like, well, the Del Taco's five minutes away, <laughs> at least. And he goes in the break room. My friend Rod is real name, but he's now sheriff deputy. Okay. Um, he was working with me there. He's like my number two, right? Okay. I hear Rod go, hey, Bob, where'd you, uh, where'd you get that? That steak smells great. And I'm like, steak? This guy didn't go to Del Taco. What's going on here? <laughs> and so I, uh, Rod was kind of more con- confrontational in a nice way. He was just like, hey, Bob, where'd you get that? And I hear Bob go, well, uh, I'll tell you, so I uh, was driving the uh, mobile, which is what we call the security uh, outdoor patrol. He's like, I was driving mobile, 
And um, I saw someone left a, a bag by Claim Jumper. So I uh, grabbed it, uh, like some to go food, like leftovers they forgot to take home. It was in the parking lot. So I, I grabbed it. It's got this uh, half eaten steak and mashed potatoes. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just warming it up. And <laughs> I'm in the other room, like, what am I? So Rod being a great, this is why he's a sheriff, you know, high, high ranking deputy. Now he was like, great. Uh, how many other times have you done this? <laughs> he goes, Oh, and I'll never forget this quote a lot. You will not believe what people leave in parking lots. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's a lot of stuff. I found this one night starts lifting off food. And I'm like, by this time I'm creeping on, I'm coming to the doorway and Rod's keeping a straight face. That's great. And I mean, you find everything. You find something you don't like. He goes, ah, yeah. Me and my wife, we shared some bread pudding for like two days. I brought home, and he's like, one time I found a bowl of chili. I didn't have that. <laughs> and it, I just, <laughs> I'm not that bad. Ken. You're not, not that bad. I'm not parking lot. So bad. I think I draw the line at hotel hall. Nearly later. 20 years later, here's my good friend Josh Guga. <laughs> Man, when I pass a, a empty, discarded plate of food in a mo- hotel hallway, don't motel me. It's a hotel. <laughs> hotel. It's got to be I a nice it. one. I eat it. Yeah. I like, eat it. I'm saying like if you get the chance in life and you get to stay at like a Ritz Carlton yes. or like a high-end Vegas hotel okay. and you see it, stop. And, I'm not saying Motel 6. And nothing with bites. Out. No, no, no. Where no, my no, friend no, no. Uh, Bob, uh, quotation marks, clearly, and I'm quoting, enough. I found a half-eaten steak. <laughs> that is, and I don't want to throw the our, other way. our good buddy JT under the bus, but that sounds like a JT kind of move and I dig it. I I mean, I, maybe I think JT's got higher standards, higher standards. than that, but okay. I, I okay. if it was an international house of burgers yes. situation there, I'm telling you, Ken, I think those burgers are going to be delicious. Okay. So let's close the show with this thought here. Okay. The international, international house of pancakes, yeah. 50 year tradition of making flapjacks for America mm-hmm. decides one day to drop the news. They're now the international house of B as in, and I saw it and breakfast. I went breakfast. Oh, great. No burgers. I think it was a joke, though. You think it was a joke? I think they're just saying, look at our new burgers. We're going to be making IHOP now, International House of Burgers. <laughs> but like, we're still IHOP, but here's like the pun. is oh, Now we're like psyched about our burgers. You so know, you don't gonna... think it's sticking? No. You don't think this is their name forever? No. And I agree that like, I'm not like... I just drove by the one on Sunset. It's still IHOP. It's still IHOP. Yeah. Well, they've got it. It's going to change. So it's been a while. Yeah. Since they, got, they got a while. They got to change I that marketing. Did see a guy stabbed outside of there that one time. That's sunset. See? Absolutely. Sunset. 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 Be careful of those yeah. things. Um, I'm not opposed to it. Like a lot of people are making fun of them. Other brands are making fun of them. Yeah. I understand that. It's risky. It's, I mean, we, you know, I get it. I get it. It's not like between the sheets becomes Josh McCougar show. <laughs> It's not necessarily that, okay. but it's risky. It is risky. Do you think maybe for in, in next couple of weeks or something, mm-hmm. uh, we should maybe do an International House of Burgers run to see what yeah. we like? Here's what we're going to do. Okay. Uh, we got to do this. I can't leave him behind. You mentioned him, yeah. but JTE, JTE. Has, has tweeted well, He could come on and be a guest. I think we go do this with JTE. We go, Agreed. much like I do Hot Sizzler Nights over the Knapsack Files, uh-huh. we go to an International House of Burgers. Yeah. I think there's one in Burbank. Okay. And we try some of the burgers and Agreed. come back. Agreed. Now, the key is we'd love to get them to sponsor us. Yes. So what you got to do out there, if you're listening. Tweet them. Tweet them. Tweet them until they're sick in their brains. Yeah. And say, Josh, Ken, and JT need to be your official sponsor. Tweet them all the time. Speaking of tweeting, make sure you guys rate, like, subscribe, leave a comment. Mm-hmm. Let them know what you think of the afternoons on iTunes. Wherever you listen to your podcast, make sure that people know that you appreciate what Ken and I are doing here. Just having a good time, solving the world's issues, talking about how cool Kim Jong-il want, Kim Jong-un wants to be, and uh, eating <laughs> food off hallway platters one stay at a time. We caught, uh, caught a lot of ground here, covered a lot of ground, I should say, is the right English <laughs> language to use in that situation. Like Josh said, we're available in a lot of spots. Check it out. But we do want a rating and review on Apple Podcasts there. Follow him at Josh McCuga. You can see the Josh McCuga show with me very soon. Next week, I believe. Absolutely. That's coming down the pipeline. We thank you all. Hey, man, as Josh always says, it doesn't matter when you listen, Ken. It's always the afternoons. All right. Hey, let's go get some flapjacks. I love it. 